This week, it has been one roller coaster of a year, and we're going to recap our favorite destinations of 2022. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Finding time outside can feel tough in winter, but it's just steps away if you turn your backyard into a winter oasis. Add a fire pit to keep you warm, some winter games to keep you active, and some all-weather furniture and outdoor blankets for chilling out comfortably. Just because it's cold out, that doesn't mean you have to be cold. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Welcome to episode number 262 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. And we are both getting over colds this week. <laughs> you may hear it in our voices. It's it's hit us really hard. Wow! Over the last several days, our whole family. But I think we're on the very very tail end of it now. I don't remember the last time I was so sick that I was in bed essentially for four days, which I feel like that's pretty much where I've been. I yeah. caught up on Outlander and I watched a lot of Bake Off. Yeah. So. There and it's go. been going around. Lots of people have been getting sick, whether it's mm-hmm. COVID, the flu, um, that other new virus. <laughs> that uh, one we thing. think we just had general run-of-the-mill colds, but they were pretty rough. So Yeah, the kids, thankfully, stayed pretty healthy, but you and I really got hit hard. Yeah, yeah. So we're back. We're happy to be back. <laughs> uh, I hope you all had a, a, a great holiday break. Uh, it, this episode is coming out right over New Year's weekend, so... Uh, as we do every year at this point, we like to recap our year and some of our favorite moments. So on this episode, we're, uh, we're going to cover some of those great spots that we hit up. But first, we have a couple of announcements. A couple of quick announcements before we get into it. Uh, the first is that Monthly Night Live is coming back for 2023, but it's coming back in a slightly different way. And it's coming back for Mile Marker members. That's the subscription that we talked about a few episodes ago that we recently rolled out. So every month on the first Monday of the month, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, we are going to spend an hour with Mile Marker members and we are going to be talking all about anything and everything big. Ask us anything this month, this January, January 2nd episode is actually going to preview 2023 for our Mile Marker members before we push it out there uh, into the rest of the world. So we're really excited to do that, we would love to invite you to join us. If you want to become a Mile Marker member, you can do so across Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. And we will link to all of those either in the description for the podcast or in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you to all of you who have already joined us. And we're really excited to get back into this. I have uh, fingers crossed that we will keep this schedule. Yeah. We will. And you only have to join in one of those three places. So don't feel like you have to go join in all of them, just one of them, and you'll be able to 
be part of the live and be a part of the Mile Markers Facebook group. But if not, you can still be a part of the regular RV Miles Facebook group. Absolutely. And we're glad to have you in any way possible. And the content that you receive here won't really diminish in any way. There's nope. just a few extra bonuses for those who want to provide that extra little bit of support. Absolutely. And if you want to keep talking to Jason and I, and you're watching this or you're listening to this, we really do love to talk to you either in that Facebook group or just drop a comment here in the video for YouTube. It really is one of our favorite things to be able to discuss with you what we discuss about here. Because, you know, while we are sitting here and talking to one another, we do recognize that beyond the microphone, beyond the camera, there are thousands of you and your thoughts and opinions are really, really valuable to us. So thank you to everyone who continues to stick with us. 2023 is shaping up to be our most epic travel year to date. And I'm really excited to be able to share it in actually next week's podcast. It's going to be wild. It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but let's dive into before we start talking about 2023. Let's talk about 2022 because it was in itself a, a lot of year of firsts for our family and then a lot of make goods as yeah. well for our family. So we have come up with uh, seven of what were our favorite out of dozens of places that we went to this year. And I will drop also in either the YouTube or in the audio description, uh, a link to our road trippers map for 2022 so that you can go over. I'll make it public. We do this usually at the end of every year. We make that map public and then you can go over and kind of see all the places we went and take a look at what our map looked like and some of the places that we stayed. So this will all be there, including all of the episodes, because we will have covered all of these places on past episodes. We will also make sure if you want to get a little bit more information, you can go back and listen to that episode. All so right. The first stop is Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, along with the Cochiti Lake Campground. Cochiti. Cochiti, Cochiti. <laughs> we talked about this on the episode where we covered it. We've always called it Cochiti. Uh, someone told us that's a local, that it's Cochiti. And we're doing our best to remember that. So. But then the person at the campground called it Cochiti. I don't know. It's one of those. <laughs> it's an amazing campground, regardless. It's a great It's a great um, spot. And uh, it is right outside of Santa Fe. A little bit of a drive into Santa Fe. But we hadn't been to Santa Fe in many years. Mm -hmm. And we're reminded about how much we loved Santa Fe and got to do some new stuff there as yeah. well. It's no surprise that Santa Fe is at the top of this list. Over the years, you've heard us rave about it. I think one of the things that really put it up there this year for us was also that a, it was be able to go back to this campground. We stayed in the Juniper, which is the upper level. We hadn't stayed there before. Actually really liked that better than the lower level, even though it was the older Mm -hmm. of the two sections that were open. Mm -hmm. We just loved the views up there. And then also we were able to experience this with friends and we checked out Meow Wolf, which is something yeah. we had been wanting to do for years. And we cannot recommend Meow Wolf enough. It is so incredibly accessible for any age group. And there's also really, really wonderfully well built in, like, cause it's a, it's a huge sensory overload. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of really great ways that you can step out and kind of, if you need to, and then come rejoin what's happening inside Meow Wolf. It is, I think that was really a highlight 
of that particular trip. Yeah, and we got to go back to Bandelier. Uh, we got to see the Valles Caldera for the first time. Oh, yes. Uh, we went on a couple hikes in, in Santa Fe. Uh, lots of new stuff for us, and it, and it was just a, a great time overall. It's a great place to go if you are somebody that is going to go to the Balloon Fiesta. Uh, it's a great place to sort of visit right after or right before, although it will be busy. Next year, I don't think we're going to be hitting up the Balloon Fiesta again. No. I think we're going to be taking a little bit of time off. But for those of you that are, check out Santa Fe when you're there for sure. Mm-hmm. And our, a big thanks too to our friends Michael and Mickey for suggesting that we go to the Caldera because we would not have done that yeah. had they not advocated for that. So thank you again. Every time we get a chance to talk to someone who lives in that particular area, that's when we find things that we wouldn't normally do. We find little tiny hidden gems. And while this might seem like a pretty obvious, we did not think to couple it with a drive to Bandelier. And that was such a fun day. The off-road, well, it wasn't off-road, just driving through puddles. Driving through puddles (laughs) in the tremor was a whole lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. There are a lot of great scenic drives in general in that area. Yes. To do, you know, you can, in Albuquerque, you drive up to Sandia Peak. There's just a lot of scenic drives in that area. Yeah. And uh, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why we keep going back. So let's continue the countdown with another completely not going to surprise you. So typical that the Eppersons would put this on their list. And that is not only one, but the two trips that we got to make this year to a Disney theme park. So, so we went to Disney World <laughs> yes. at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year we went to Disneyland. So that's where we've been recently is we've yes. been in Disneyland and uh I got to say kind of like mm. it a little better than Disney World. Spicy. It's our, our first time at Disneyland. We've been to Disney World several times. Disney World is four parks. It is a massive property. It has a campground on site. Fort Wilderness this is one of the best campgrounds you'll ever stay in. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's something about that size. It takes forever to get to places. Yeah. Uh, it the, There's something about the California Disneyland that is sort of quaint and original. All the rides are, they really are all slightly <laughs> a little bit better. And, uh, and the two parks are across the street from each other. So that's really convenient. Uh, the only problem is there's not a campground really right there. Yeah, well, let's break it down a little bit. So, you know, when we went to Disney World back in January, and we have an episode on this, we were doing a make good trip. This was a trip that we had had planned uh, pre-COVID that we had postponed. So we were doing a little make good for the boys on this trip. We coupled it with going to the Tampa RV show, and then we headed over to Orlando. We were at Disney World when it was all said and done at the campground for a total of two weeks. We were not in the park the entire time. We had this elongated trip in order to continue to work and take care of school and things like that. And then we went into the park probably half the time we were there. Having done that, having been two weeks at Disney World, and then we only were at Disneyland for five nights, four days. We stayed at the Grand Californian. And Having done a a really long Disney World up against a fairly short Disneyland trip, I will take that Disneyland trip every single day. Now, you're going to say to me, Abby, you spent just as much to do two weeks as you did probably. Yeah, probably. But you know what? My time was better spent because from that hotel, you can access downtown Disney, Disneyland, and Disney's California Adventure, all from your hotel. So my time is better spent. I also just really liked that it was two parks that seemed to have the best 
of all the other four parks minus Animal Kingdom. Obviously, if Animal Kingdom is your favorite, you're going to not enjoy Disneyland as much because there's just not an Animal Kingdom there. Um, But it was the best of kind of everything from the other three parks put into these two parks right across from each other. Park Hopper has never made sense to me at Disney World. Park Hopper makes 100% sense to me at Disneyland. It's also, uh, the the lines were better all around. It, the wait times were way less. And we were there during the Christmas really busy season. season. Yeah. It, so it was really, really enjoyable. It was lavish, and it's not something we will probably be repeating for some time. But having now been able to experience those two parks when they're both kind of fresh in our minds... 100% every day, Disneyland did not mind just leaving my rig at the campground and driving in. Totally worth it. All right. We got a lot more to get to in a bit, but first we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. We will be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. This episode is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. We are back to talk about more of our experiences over the course of 2022. And the next one on the list is Savannah, Georgia, which was a new destination for us. Yeah, this was a new one this year. And while we're not going to recommend the campground that we stayed at, we did not enjoy the campground we were at. Savannah itself, especially for someone who loves history, Mm -hmm. is especially as old timey stuff as I do, you know, and I categorize that like you know 19th 18th century for our country um i loved savannah yeah there there is oh it's a great food destination it's Mm -hmm. a great history destination uh we we did the hop on hop off bus tour which is really one of the only places that has made great sense for us it really is convenient because there's it's all neighborhoody there's not a lot of parking uh and i enjoyed it too now i want to add here though uh, one thing that we didn't put on the list, and I'm being reminded of it Uh-oh. now that Savannah is on here, Uh-oh. is I kind of liked Charleston slightly better. Very similar vibes, uh, but I kind of enjoyed Charleston a little bit better myself. So I might push back and say I prefer Savannah because I found Charleston to be very difficult to access. It was yeah. difficult to drive into. It was 
difficult to get around. It wasn't as, to me, Savannah was so much more accessible. And I found that it just, it made for easier days. And I, I, I can't quite explain. It's been a while since we've been in Charleston. We were not in Charleston in 2022, so I can't. Oh, I thought it was around the same time. No, dear. We were in Charleston in 2021. Okay. Well, April of 2021. Savannah is definitely the better of the two that we went to in 2022. (laughs) When you went there, I was like, why is he bringing up Charleston? That was 2021. (laughs) Still, if you're choosing between the two, you you won't go wrong with either. I think thought maybe you were going to drop Jacksonville, Florida, because we really loved no, that campground. That was really good, too. But I was like, where is he going with this? That he's going to come at Savannah. It was like the most sort of, you know, old South that we did of 2022. It's okay. We're both hyped up on Dayquil. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> All right. So Savannah is great. We're not going to recommend the campground we stayed at, but our friends stayed at Creek Fire. Yeah, it's like Creek Fire Motor Resort, I think is the name of it, but really cool campground vibe. It's where everyone wants to stay when they go to Savannah, and we wanted to stay at it too, but you know, we didn't book it like (laughs) eight months in advance, so we had to go down the road to the campground that shall not be named. (laughs) Next on the list is Las Vegas, uh, staying at Oasis and staying at Red Rock Campground Mm -hmm. and getting to visit for the first time, all the natural areas around Vegas, as well as seeing some shows and having Thanksgiving down there. We don't need to get too deep into that because we just went over it on a recent episode that you can check out. But we had a great time in Las Vegas. And I, I, this is just one of those points where I want to say again, as I often do when we talk about places like this, is that RVing is not just about getting out into a nature, uh, and uh, at least for us, like it can be whatever you make of it. And mm-hmm. We like visiting cities in an RV. It can be a very convenient thing to do. And uh, Las Vegas is a great place to do that. There's lots of resorts that have easy access to the Strip. But to your point, Vegas is also a place that we argue that you can have both. Yeah. So you can go to somewhere like Oasis, and then you can go over to Red Rock, Valley of Fire, you can get all of that camping as well. That's the beauty about Las Vegas is that not only is it so much more than just the strip. And again, two words, Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf in Vegas, awesome. So it's so much more than that. You can do that and then you can go off and you can get some amazing climbing and hiking and scenic drives. It is there. And that is what is so cool about that area. Next on the list is another city. Another prime example of this is Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. We stayed at the Cherry Hill Park that a lot of people have always recommended to us. And we finally got to stay there. And this is just one of the best campgrounds in the country. Not because it's new and fresh and clean and modern. Not because it's out in nature. It is none of those things. It's kind of older uh, and maybe needs a little work even. But. At the end of every row is a bathhouse. At the end of every row is recycling. They 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 keep the place clean. The staff is incredibly friendly and nice. They will drive you around on golf carts if if need be. And they have created a wonderful transportation system to get you into DC. So you can actually get on a shuttle and then take that to uh, the the actual DC Metro transportation to get you downtown. 
and there's plenty of parking for your trucks and everything. It's just well done, well thought out. They even, they have seminars that you can, it feels like a timeshare type thing, but it's not. When you arrive, they like every day they have a seminar where you can go to it and they teach you about how to get into town and it's free and it's just there for your information. And it's just that going above and beyond stuff that we just really, really appreciate. And of course we loved visiting DC as well. It was also one of the most expensive campgrounds that we paid for in 2022. The uh, actually the second, the first being Fort Wilderness, obviously. Um, But having just listened to everything that Jason said, this is one of those examples where I think you really do get what you pay for. There's a big difference between a campground that's charging you $80, $90 a night because they can, because that's the world we live in right now, and a campground that's charging you $80 a night, and they're providing great value that benefits your trip. Washington, D.C. can be a completely overwhelming experience if you're trying to do it from an RVing perspective, because you are dealing with staying outside of D.C. and then having to to figure out how to get in there and a city known to have like some of the worst parking in the country (laughs) also their transit system is something but you know to have that kind of option was really great and also the value that that brought so that we could be better educators for our kids and really have road schooling experiences with them my children loved and my children's friends they all loved when i made them stand there and i read everything to them it was a highlight for them they they still talk about how mom made us listen as she read all of those plaques they loved it now the the mistake we made with dc is the same mistake we made with dc the first time you and i went for oh. two days is that <laughs> just not enough time. Not there, enough time there is so much to do just just the smithsonian museums alone you you could spend two weeks going to all of them if not more i mean it's really hard it's impossible to get in all that you want to get done but really if you do go plan to spend a lot of time uh, to go to all these places because the museums are free and they are some of the best museums in the world. Yeah, I think it's very similar to if you can do it, if you have the expanse in your time as a traveler to go and, and do two weeks because, you know, like we did with Disney World, we weren't in Disney World the whole two weeks. But if we had done something in D.C. where we were there for two weeks, then we could have broken up our time and had some more downtime. I think the thing that sometimes is hard to remember, especially when you have little people with you with little legs, is they tire really easy. And a place like DC is just walk, 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 walk. Walking in the museums alone is enough to wear somebody out in the day. But then you couple that with, now we got to go to this other museum and now we've got to walk from the train and or you know we want to walk them all and all of this. That is exhausting. It's exhausting for the grownups. It's exhausting for the entire party. So if you are looking at a trip to D.C. And, and when we return, we will be smarter and we will we will bring our bikes, bring our bikes, <laughs> but also be there longer so that we can have recovery days and still be able to meet um, the demands of what we need to take care of when we're traveling full time. And then also be able to go into the city and really take our time to explore and not feel like we're just yeah. rushing. Our friends, Mark and Julie Bennett uh, of RV Love, they recommended uh, that when they went, they rented the bikes that you can rent mm. downtown. And they said that was just a lifesaver that they were able to, you know, really get around to everything a lot easier. Because there is public transportation, but the stops are just so far apart from each other. It can be very hard to get on them. And it's it's one of those cities where 
a lot of stuff shuts down at five o'clock and it's it's hard to find a bus, hard to find a taxi, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, um, that's a, that's if you've got bikes or if, if you want to rent bikes, uh, there's also a lot of scooter, scooter rental type stuff there. That's, that's also an option. Next on the list is something completely different. Uh, a little town in the state of Ohio called Lebanon and, uh, it's spelled like Lebanon, but it's Lebanon. And it, this is just like a quaint little main street community. I don't want to like, I don't want to overhype this place. This no. is not an amazing destination. It is just a cool little Midwestern town. Yeah, it's northeast of Cincinnati. It's, you know, equivalent to being like, you know, I think maybe an hour outside yeah, of drivable Cincinnati. for sure. very yeah. drivable. Uh, but what we found so charming about it, so we stayed at the Lebanon Cincinnati Northeast KOA, which was a very nice KOA. And it was right there in the city. You could actually walk into the downtown area, the downtown square. And we really, we were only there for about two or three days, but it left quite an impression on us because we ran into some really wonderful spaces and places while we were there. There was a farmer's market that was going on one evening. They have, I believe it is the oldest hotel in the state of Ohio and it has a restaurant in it. It's called the Golden Lamb. We had the greatest meal there. It was so good. It was so wonderful. And it was just such a nice evening to be able, and Jason and I just went by ourselves because we felt very comfortable being able to leave the kids safely at the campground and only be just like five minutes from them. It, it felt like we could go out and do this and then still feel comfortable with the kids being back at home. There's a great coffee shop. Yeah, like n- mean, nice just... little bookshops and and uh, antique stores and, and that sort of stuff. And when we co-working the, spaces, we went I'm... to that uh, farmer's market first mm-hmm. and, and some of the locals, again, local recommendations uh, told us about the area and told us places to go and stuff yeah. like that. And anytime you can do that, it's really helpful. And a yeah. farmer's market is a great option because also you can buy food and local stuff too. Absolutely. And so this to us was a really wonderful weekend RV getaway. I'm sure that we probably would have started to get a little itchy if we'd been there for a week or so. But again, you could you could drive into Cincinnati and have an afternoon there if you wanted to. But this is a really wonderful, especially in the summer, Lebanon, Ohio, passing through, enjoy a weekend, have a wonderful meal and a small town community. We really liked it there. All right. Last one on the list. This is uh, uh, our second New Mexico Dex destination. <laughs> we've, we've said this over and over to y'all. New Mexico is our favorite state. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't been, you should plan to go. It is like Arizona without all the people. <laughs> it is. It's really there's some really wonderful destinations in the state of New Mexico. And the last one on our list is has always been one of our favorites. And we were so happy to get to return to Alamogordo, uh, which is a town in the southern part of the state that is very close to White Sands National Park which is our kids' favorite national park. Uh, Cloudcroft, which is a little mountain town that has all sorts of quaint little restaurants and and shops. And we got to stay at Oliver Lee Memorial State Park, which is one of our favorite state Mm -hmm. parks in the country. In general, New Mexico has some really great state parks, though with not a lot of sites, especially not a lot of electrical sites. But New Mexico has really great state parks. 
we would be remiss, and I didn't put it on the list here, if we also did not bring up the fact that the giant pistachio Oh, yeah, but we went to pistachio land. Pistachio land. Yeah. I mean, who are we to not bring up pistachio the, land? Yes, the, the, the giant paper mache <laughs> pistachio. Yes, Actually, it was a really cool store. Uh, we had some <laughs> delicious yeah. Pistachios. Yeah, you get to sample them for free of like 30 different flavors. That pistachio toffee, I wish I had bought more. Although that does not fit with our 2023 goals. (laughs) I'm just saying. So, one of the things though about White Sands, talk a little bit about this, is I think you've clearly, if you've listened to some of our earlier episodes, you know that we were there before. Jason just mentioned it's our kids' favorite. I. Again, when we return to places that we haven't been to for a long time, I wonder, the same with Santa Fe, I wondered it with White Sands, would it hold sort of that same, I guess, pedestal that we have put it on over the years? 100% yes. White Sands is just as magical and just as wonderful. And you have to be there at sunset. Oh, please. You just have to go for sunset. You do. It's just wonderful. And sledding. You've got to go sledding. Although this time around, the the fees for sledding have gotten a little... Uh, I've never been crazy about the sledding part about it, if, if, if I'm honest. It's fun well, for the kids, but it is. you don't go very fast. <laughs> oh, I would argue that that is, I think you're Compared just to not, snow sledding, you don't go very fast. I think you weren't giving it the Clark Griswold <laughs> treatment, and that's why you were so bored. But I think that, you know, uh, perhaps if you can bring your own sleds, that might make a little bit more sense than renting them if from the visitor yeah. center. If you're into photography, you can take some epic oh, photos here. Gorgeous. Everything looks wonderful, like because the light bounces up on faces, and it's just <sighs> everywhere you point the camera. It's a, it's you know this vast mm-hmm. wilderness of sand. You can have dogs, uh, and you can go. Uh, there's no trail. I mean, there's a couple trails, but mm-hmm. like, you're not really on trails for the most part. You're just walking wherever. So it's a little different than a lot of national parks, and and that's part of what we love about it. It's just nice to be able to find your own dune and kind of set up. Yeah. You set up your chairs and put out your blanket, and you have your snacks, and the kids, they sled, and they play, and they roll around, and it just, the sun is going down, and we did, you know, we did that, and then we had one evening where we went to um, the shelter area, and we prepared a meal there, and we had that experience, and all of it is just it's this it's just wonderful. It's, it's like just, going to the beach in the mountains. It's weird yeah, and wonderful yeah. and lovely. And they will kick you out when the sun goes down. They will. They want to go home and those rangers will drive around <laughs> and they will tell you to get out. On every road trip, there are moments you wish could last forever. Your kids running into the ocean for the first time, that perfect campsite with views that amaze and surprise, a hike through Sarah's crack, moments you spend time planning and you wish would never end. But like all good adventures, they do. But you know what doesn't have to end? Your RoadPass Pro membership you used to plan that memory-making vacation. Grab your RoadPass Pro membership today and lock in the $49.99 price for life. Featuring some of our favorite trip planning sites like Campendium and Road Trippers and the Togo app for checklists, RoadPass Pro will help you create an amazing RV adventure. Save $10 off your first year with code RVMILES10X and lock in the renewal rate of $49.99 for life. RoadPass Pro is going up in the new year, so if you've been on the fence, now is the time to join and save. Just click the link in the description and use code RVMILES10X to save $10 off your first year of RoadPass Pro. 
it's time for a new RV mattress. Abby and I have been testing out the Wanderlust mattress from RVmattress.com by Brooklyn Bedding, and we couldn't be happier. We're sleeping better, and because we were able to customize the mattress, we got the exact fit for our needs. RVmattress.com offers a 120-night sleep trial, the ability to pick different sizes and thicknesses, plus their products are toxin-free, made in the USA, and incredibly simple to set up. We were able to have ours delivered to the campground, and within hours of unboxing, the mattress was fully expanded and ready to sleep on. RVmattress.com offers free shipping and is offering the RV Miles community 20% off. Visit RVmattress.com slash RVmiles and use the promo code RVmiles, all one word. That's RVmattress.com slash RVmiles with the promo code RVmiles for 20% off. So that's our list of our favorite destinations for 2022. We would love to hear your favorite destinations of 2022. Leave them in a comment on the YouTube version of this episode or in the Facebook group, and we'd love to hear about them so we can have some you know, ideas for future trips as well. That's it for this segment, and we'll be back in just a moment with our Fresh Tank Black Tank. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and it is time to test the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your Black Tank this week? I did something that I've never done before. I ran out of gas. <laughs> Wait, never, Jay? No, really, I have ever? never run out of gas before. I've never run out of gas. I've never received a speeding ticket. I have, I, I, I can't explain why I ran out of gas because I have to tell you about that next week. Uh, but suffice it to say, I've ran out of gas. We were on an interstate. It was just me and Jack. And I had a ran out of gas a mile from the next gas station. It was like 70 miles between stations and no signs on the interstate saying that there was going to be that long. And uh, I ran out just, just before it, which, you know, then I had to walk to the station, had to buy a fuel can for an outrageous price and get two gallons of gas and then drive back. And it was, it was embarrassing and annoying and frustrating, but I, uh, we all do it. We we all do it someday. There's, someday it's going to happen to someone. Mm. It didn't happen to me. So, so many thoughts. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. I know. So you, many you're thoughts. so much better. Oh, stop. That's not at all what I was thinking. I don't think that at all. I think mm. we are very evenly matched. Yeah. You just yeah. think you always know that I need to go to the gas station sooner <laughs> than I do. I All I know is that if I sometimes wasn't sitting in the passenger This particular seat, rental car had a very, very, very small tank. I think the reason why in the last 15 years you haven't run out of gas is because you married me. It's amazing that I didn't before that. <laughs> wow. I don't even know where this is going. Awkward. Okay, what is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is the the Walmart RV section. Now, I think a lot of people have, have felt that the Walmart uh, RV section has been dwindle, dwindling a little bit. And I, I can't agree. I think it's actually been getting a little bit better. Um, now, there are some, a lot of uh, Walmarts across the country, but lots of them that have very small RV sections. You know, just the basics. They've got some sewer hoses and, and stuff. Uh, but what I've been really surprised about, what I think is great, is lately they have been adding some things that are uh, 
real necessities that are great to have in an emergency, like sealants. So they have self-leveling lap sealant for the roof, and they have exterior sealant for the outside of your RV, the walls, as well. And it used to be, if you wanted self-leveling lap sealant, you had a roof leak of some sort, you needed to get it at an RV dealership or from Amazon. And now you can, if you have a leak and it's a weekend and you have an emergency and you want to repair it, you can run over to Walmart and get some. And that's super, super great. They also have like the the Clear 2.0 uh, water filters, which we really liked mm-hmm. uh, back when we used them. We should start using those again. Um, so it's not just the cheap blue Camco filters anymore. They have the good Clear 2.0 ones. Awesome. We should pick up some of those. Yeah. Because we're getting lots of sediment here. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's in your black tank this week? So my black tank goes to um, campers, RVers, uh, who have been making some questionable choices recently that we have been witnessing, uh, like laying your sewer hose over a picnic table um, or using the freshwater spigot to rinse out the uh, arm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the elbow. Yeah. Thank you. Or the elbow of your sewer hookup. Use a Um, hose. Put a hose on there. Yeah, or, you know, when your class C is also your, you know, is you don't bring a tow vehicle, and so you need to go somewhere... And uh, you unhook your sewer from the RV and then just leave it all laying there in That's the campground. That's so weird. There's ca- they're capped I, for a reason. Why? So, so I just they I, just left their sewer hose hooked up. Yeah, and drove off, yeah. and then came back, and then came back and reattached it to the RV. This is just a reminder that. Um, well, you may think your stuff doesn't stink. It does. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> it real does. And we don't want it on our picnic tables, on the ground where we're going to hook up our fresh water. And we certainly don't want it seeping in and around the rocks as you go to drive off to the Costco or whatever you need to do in the Class C because that's the only vehicle you brought with you for this vacation. It's just fine. Just that's all fine. your sewer hose away. But please, it's just... Put a, the cap back on. Yeah. Pack it away. It's, it's just a reminder that please, 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 please remember that these things are... carry germs and bacteria and are very gross and you are asking someone else... To, uh, I guess the best way to say is, would you want someone to do that to you? Would you want to come into a campsite knowing that someone had just laid their sewer hose over the picnic table you were going to use? Or as you're hooking up your fresh water, you know that uh, this was recently used to clean the poop off of somebody's elbow. And I'm not talking about on their their body. So there you go. Just, uh, you know, just a, a reminder. You know, and, and feel free to share that reminder with your friends too. And then maybe we'll see less of it. I can't, this is, it was like in the span of a week that we saw all three of these things happen. And, and it's, it's a little, it's really gross. All right. What's in your fresh tank? Uh, my fresh tank this week goes to our friend Josh over uh, Josh Winters, the RV nerd. He just crossed 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. And, that is really huge. And I just, I wanted to say congratulations to him because it's really a testament. You know, we've gotten to know Josh a lot over the last 
couple of years. And he is truly as nice and as genuine as he seems in those videos. He is just one of the kindest people in this industry and someone that I'm very proud to call a friend. And I, I just wanted to say congratulations yeah, to I him. Yeah, I finally got to see him in person, too, I, which Yes, was great. very, very tiny little bit. But, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. He puts in a lot of work on that channel. And his what he does, he always does it from a place of honesty and uh, really does care about the RV consumer. And so um, his work is it's well rewarded. So congratulations, Josh. You earned and you deserve every 200,000 of those subscriptions. He's also way taller in person. Than oh, he is he in those really? Videos. He's very tall. How tall is he? He's taller than me. He's taller sure. than oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Josh, you do not seem taller than Jason in those videos. You're like, Jason's like 6'2". Wow. I'm impressed. Okay, now that really lends some like when he says there's like head clearance. Yeah, I really, yeah. there really is. Okay, very cool. Good to know. All right, that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us this week. As a reminder, January 2nd is our first monthly night live of 2023 for Mile Marker members. If you're interested in joining the RV Miles Mile Markers club. I will link to it either in this podcast description on whatever podcast app you are listening on or in the description for YouTube. And of course, if you have questions for Jason and I, you can find us over at the RV Miles Facebook group. You can leave a comment here on YouTube and we will do our best to get to it. As we look to 2023, please know that Jason and I sincerely wish all the best for you in the new year. May you stay healthy. May you continue to find joy and peace and may you keep logging those RV miles. Bye everybody. See you next year.